0: This series is coming out of a genuine love for the local church. We've served in the local church, and we truly believe that the church at its best is the answer to a lot of the issues facing our communities and the world.
1: Yeah, so just to get it out of the way, we know there will always be problems between light and dark. We know that the world will hate the truth and the life because we saw what happened on Calvary.
0: However, there are things that the church has consistently done and is still doing to harm the witness of Christians.
1: And if we can't be accountable to the cross and to each other, we will continue to reap the rightful judgment of our actions from a sinful world. So let's get into it.
0: Stains on the church. You're listening to the Nick Smith Podcast. Real life, no myth. Where we talk about myths and misunderstandings surrounding life, race, faith, and culture. If you'd like to support the Nick Smith Podcast, rate us on iTunes. Or you can give through our Patreon. And don't forget to share this on social media so that all of your friends can know what you're listening
1: to. Hey, we are your hosts, Nick Smith.
0: And Kylie Jo Smith. And we are continuing our series, Stains on the Church. On the Church. And today, we are talking all about the prosperity gospel. But before we do that, um, hold on, just one moment. Okay, I'm holding. Stay in your seats.
1: Don't go anywhere.
0: Are you nervous? With me you shouldn't be nervous. No, I'm good. No, um, we just <laughs> wanted to point out something that was given to, um, here the Reverend Nicholas what? Alexander Smith.
1: What Reverend? The most Reverend, not most Reverend. Okay, sorry. Now, come the on, I put too much
0: on. Average it. <laughs> Reverend Nicholas Smith. Um, just in the
1: in the middle of Reverend. Yes, just you know.
0: Basic, basic reverend. Um, But this is a gift from Eastern Nazarene College. Just want to point it out to you. This is Jesus, in case you didn't know. And do you know who this is? Anybody? Want to guess? I do. I know you know who it is because you're a reverend. You have to. (laughs) Um, This is Peter. Peter, uh, who became the fisher of men, um, who also had some issues remembering that he was with Jesus at a certain point. (laughs) But then it was all redeemed
1: like memory problems. Like what?
0: He had a little bit of a lapse. He was, a, he had a little, had a, had a moment, had three moments. <laughs> um, but anyway, this is a gift from Eastern Nazarene college. So thank you so much. Yes, Eastern Nazarene college you. for this gift. Um, and, uh, thank yeah. you,
1: Philadelphia district of the church. Nazarene. of Yes. Nazarene. Uh, thank you. Kansas district of the church of Nazarene. Um, yeah.
0: we got a bunch of people to thank, but yeah. we are so appreciative. This is going to be here for this episode. And then we're going to place it somewhere in our home that we can um, look at it every single day and be thankful. Um, Dr. Carla Sundberg preached a message on, um, like preaching the gospel, doing mm-hmm. the work, um, by hook or by crook. Yeah, by hook and or by crook. this had to do with that. So it was a really cool message. If you didn't get a chance to watch it, you can go to the Nick Smith Podcast Facebook page. There will be a mm-hmm. link to watch the ordination service yep. where your boy over here boy. was um declared um approved. I was I ordained. Or yeah, That's he the was, word. Ordained I was ordained for ministry in the Nazarene Church in the Philadelphia district. So thank you so much, Pastor Carrie Wills and Dr. Carlos Sundberg, all the folks. At the Philadelphia District, we are appreciative of you. Yep. Let's get into it. Speaking of Nazarene, you, not really. I need you to calm down. Um, You're getting
1: really high.
0: Sorry, really, I'm really excited. <laughs> this is one of my favorite topics to talk about. In the way of not doing it. Okay, let's Don't get it. Don't do this one.
1: All right. So one of the stains on the church that we are discussing in the series is the prosperity gospel. Yes. Now this is really um, a teaching, a false teaching in the church. But it has become a stain on the church because those outside of the church that see um, this this false doctrine, this false teaching being proclaimed, they start to associate all of Christianity, all of Christendom Mm -hmm. into the same group of people that are only after prosperity. And so let's define the prosperity gospel for those of you who don't know what we're talking about.
0: Yeah. So, um, the gospel, the word gospel just means good news. Good
1: news. Um,
0: but the, the prosperity gospel specifically says that the good news is prosperity, usually financial and physical yeah. prosperity. Yes. And so it's this, this belief that salvation is the path to get to a better life or to use a, a phrase, your best life now. Hmm. Um, And And, it's a lot of health and wealth. You might hear people say the health and wealth gospel, um, name it and claim it, blab it and grab it. Mm -hmm. However you know it, it's all under the same umbrella of the prosperity gospel.
1: Yeah, and that image of using uh, the gospel, the true gospel, salvation, um, as a a means to an end mm-hmm. uh, the reason this is wrong for those of you're like what do you mean doesn't jesus want us to have better lives here's the thing the ultimate goal of the christian walk is jesus yes you can't go beyond jesus right and like if you have an awesome life like you're blessed financially cool mm-hmm. if you're not that's also part of the christian experience yes and it's not jesus because he's going to give me money right or jesus because he's going to heal me mm-hmm. um, and the way this manifests in a lot of different people's Um, walks and actually a short story we were in a situation with believers and they were they were talking to another believer um who happened to be younger in age but older in spiritual maturity and um they were talking about this this young lady's grandmother Mm -hmm. who had passed and these folks had bought into the prosperity gospel the health and wealth gospel and um Part of the insidious nature of the health and wealth gospel is it it starts to hinge everything on your faith, right? You only mm-hmm. have bad things in your life because you don't have enough faith. Because mm-hmm. if you had faith, then you wouldn't have these bad things in your life. Right. Which totally doesn't include like 90% of the, the Bible. Yeah. Um, like bad things that happen to people. But um, as they were talking to this young lady, she was saying how her grandmother died and they're like, Oh she was well. sick, wasn't she? she yeah, had I think sick. she had cancer, yeah. if I remember the story correctly. Um, this really did happen. It was just a long time ago. Um and as we were sitting there listening to this conversation, they said, yeah, you know, if you're if you just would have had more faith or if your grandmother would have had more faith, she would have been healed. And mm. so they took it as a moment of like, yeah, we really got to be in be in our word and we, we have to have faith in order for this not to happen. And afterwards, this young lady came to us, to Kylie Jo and I, and she said "Now I reject that. She's like, there were people that came to faith because of my grandmother's death, Yeah, people that she was able to minister to in the hospital that Mm -hmm. she was able to pray with through her suffering, through her suffering. And so she, she rejected it. Thank God that she Mm -hmm. was spiritually mature enough in order to reject that. Mm -hmm. But this is such a false teaching. And had she been younger in her faith, had she been less mature that could have turned her from the church. Yeah. Like how hurtful is that in that moment to be like, Oh man, I just want to share with you. You know, I just lost a a loved one. Um, Well, you didn't pray enough. You didn't, you didn't have because you didn't pray enough. It, you didn't you know, do enough because my yeah. Jesus would heal.
0: Yeah. And, and here's a couple of things that this does. One, it creates in a person, it can create a sense of shame mm-hmm. and inadequacy. And of course we understand that as human beings, we are, we are inadequate. We cannot save ourselves. We cannot Sorry. make things happen on our own. However, it creates another layer of, wow, I'm really, my prayers are ineffectual. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing something wrong. Therefore there's something I must do in order to create a condition in which I am Now having enough faith. So we're creating legalism for people straight up. We are. And and honestly, if we're taking suffering, and this is just one of the things like if if you're taking suffering as a, um, a symptom Mm -hmm. of someone not having enough faith or obedience to the Lord, Mm. I would say you are spitting on the cross straight up because in the midst of his suffering, Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ surrendered and submitted himself to the will of the father. And by doing so, we have salvation. If yeah. not for the suffering and the gruesomeness of the cross, the discomfort and the poverty that Jesus Christ himself had to walk in, Come on. in order to go to Golgotha, we would not have salvation and access to the father that we have today. And so I think it's really, really dangerous water mm-hmm. to be swimming in. to say, well, you just got to have more faith. And if you would have had more faith and if you did have more faith, these things would happen. And, and I think Satan really, um, enjoys and massages this in the church because it creates a sense of control for us when things go well for us Mm -hmm. when we have people who are healed from cancer or illness um we get to say oh wow it's because we prayed
1: yeah and when we
0: don't we then can say oh well what do we need to do more of
1: yeah and it it takes it takes your mind off of grace because grace you can't earn grace you can't work hard enough to receive grace uh, salvation is free. Like you can't work hard enough to receive it. Yeah. Um, everything that, that the Holy Spirit does uh in our life is not because of us. Right. Like, yes, we play a part in it. There's there's obedience, we have to mm-hmm. respond to the grace. Mm-hmm. But once you take the um primary motivation for any change in your life out of God's hands and you put pick it back up and say, mm. Okay, I have to pray enough, I have to claim it, I have to say these magical incantations, Come right? Because that's the same thing. If if you're sitting there saying, wow. I have to say this prayer specifically in order to receive something. That's that's when, a
0: magic spell. Yeah, that, that's that, not that, a that's prayer. no
1: different from from magic at yeah. all. And so, if that's what you say, um, you're taking everything out of the realm of what God actually says in his in His Word. As yeah. far as like, I mean, the Scripture even says um, our spirit utters things that we can't Come even on. say. Yes. So it's like if your spirit is is communing with the Holy Spirit in mm-hmm. ways that you can't even communicate verbally or otherwise, um, how can someone come to you and say, oh, well, you didn't say this prayer in this way right. and then believe it. And therefore you don't have X, Y, Z. Yeah. Like it, it's so, um, anti-Christian yeah. to be and, honest. And
0: it's part of, I, I believe when Jesus was talking about, um, those who would stand on the corner and they would, you know, holler out these prayers and they because yeah. they wanted to be seen. Yeah. Um, there's an element of that that I think is in the prosperity gospel. I can see um, that. Um, and there's a, an element of, well, look at all these things I'm saying and I'm claiming it. I am boldly declaring right now, and I am, this is going to happen. Yeah. And there's an element of it that's almost being done to prove something to humanity rather than as submitted to the Father. Now, I'm not saying you can't have authority, and if God puts it on your heart and the Holy Spirit is speaking through you, you are are declaring and decreeing things that line up with his word.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I'm not saying that's wrong. What I'm saying is when we start to say it just so that people will hear us so we can prove like, look, yeah. I'm saying it. So now it has to happen. Yeah. I think it's really dangerous for us as believers, um, because that's having an appearance of godliness, yeah, but truly lacking
1: power. Well, and what, what you're saying, and even the way we're speaking on it, t- um, touches on how tricky the situation is Yeah, because everything we're saying, we're like, listen, you can't do this. Although there are some there you, you can, but you can't yeah. really. And so what. What Satan has done, and you can even go back to Satan's temptation of Jesus in the, in the, um, in the desert, right? Yeah. Um, he yep. uses the word of God. Yep. Satan used the word of God in order to try to tempt the word of God. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because what he did was he took things out of context. Mm-hmm. He utilized scriptures in order to uh, make them man-centered, right? You're hungry. Use the scripture. It says that God will Come give on. you bread. Oh, you you want a power? You want to be delivered from this? It says, you know, the angels will pick you up. You won't even have to uh, hurt your foot. Come on, you know what I mean? Like, Satan takes these verses, takes them out of God's perfect will, makes them man centered. Yeah. And then what he what happens in the church is people are like, but it's in the Bible. Come it on. says that. One. And so we we get caught up playing these word games where you're mm-hmm. like, yes, it says that, but it doesn't say that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's
0: or it says that, but it doesn't say that to that
1: end. Yeah. That's not the context yeah. with which this phrase is being said. Yes.
0: And and honestly, yeah. like I remember hearing a preacher um, explain that Satan has a thorough under not understanding a thorough knowledge of oh what yeah, is he in scripture kn- he
1: knows the word and i will say i not would even go so far it. as to
0: say that satan knows the word better than most christians guaranteed
1: thousands of years ha- he's been listening like, to
0: it yes and he 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 doesn't have an understanding because he doesn't have the holy spirit come on that's where we have the ability to overcome the lies and the deception of the That's enemy, right. but so many Christians are yielding that mm-hmm. to the fleshly desire to be rescued from some temporal issue. That's right. Which the Word does not give us that mm-hmm. in its entirety. We're not promised that. Hey, you're never gonna have to go through a challenge ever yeah. again. Now, once you said that prayer at camp that one time, <laughs> you're done. Grade. You're done hurting. Figured you won't skin your knee. And yeah. and and honestly, even just taking it um, to that for children that hear this. Mm-hmm. This is really, really difficult for young believers um, to tell them that, well, God, he doesn't ever want you to um, have a challenge. He's, you know, yeah. he always wants you to have money. He always wants you. You're going to be healthy. What happens when that child gets sick? Yeah. Or when that child um, realizes, oh, I don't have the money I need. Yeah. I, I want this toy. Well, do you have money for it? Or young
1: teen, I want this car that I can't afford. Right.
0: It's like, well, we'll just ask God. Well, then what happens when God doesn't give it to them outright? What are we then sowing into the minds of young people that, well, I asked God for it. He didn't give it to me. Therefore. Who's bad in this situation? Who's either, bad. either me. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> who's bad? Who's bad? Who's really, really bad? Um, but two like two different songs. It, it, I know. I was
1: doing Michael Jackson. I know. I was doing. All her. Kylie y'all always be trying to sing over. Like I had a. There was a specific thing I was trying <laughs> I to did. do, and she done took it and made a I whole. I thought it was other, a mashup. No, how do you, it wasn't no, no, no mashup. Did you, it not mash up? It didn't mash up, y'all. D- y'all know it didn't mash up. Comment below if it mashed up. Please tell (laughs) Reverend over here that it mashed up. It's okay. I love you anyway. I love you. It presents
0: this reality that, well, either God is bad and he's not really as good as I've been told he is, or I'm somehow bad and I'm not praying enough.
1: Yeah. And it's it's, it's an issue. Yeah, it is. (laughs) And uh, if someone is reading their word, and they've already bought into this mentality that mm. um, faith brings blessing, Come on. right? Faith brings tangible, fa- tangible favor. Mm-hmm. Faith brings physical manifestations mm-hmm. of money, health. And then when they actually read the word and they see like Paul being shipwrecked and sent Come to prison on. and beheaded, like, how can you reconcile those two things? Yeah. And, and yeah, h- here's hmm. how they do it. Because I've heard it. Exceptionalism. Well, that was Ooh, Paul. Yeah. God called Paul to that, but he okay. didn't call me to that. Okay. God called me to live above and beyond. I am the head, not the tail. Oh, I'm I above and not below. My God is the God of the cattle on a thousand on a thousand hills. hills. So he's going to give me uh-huh. these things, these physical, tangible things, forgetting that the want of money, the love of money is Come the root on. of all sorts of evil. Right. Yeah. We forget that because we want God. God wants us to have all this money. Well, and I and, think. Um, but sorry, we even, I was getting Oh, sorry, sorry. No, go you're ahead. good. No, no, you're no, good. No, you no, calm I, me down. Go <laughs> ahead. I was getting going. But,
0: but even in that, like there. The, the want of money, we can deceive ourselves into thinking, well, I don't want money. It's my God-given right to have that (laughs) money. Because I am a child of God who owns all things. Therefore, it's my right as an heir of God's kingdom. And show me the book chapter verse where it says that. And
1: It said, like, Scripture is very clear that we have authority in this world. Like, that we can pray in the spirit and we can cast out demons and we can heal the sick. And like, we can do these things. But they are through the Holy Spirit. Yes. They are only guided by the Word of God in God's way. Because you look at uh, the sons of Skeva, right? Mm. If you're reading the New Testament, you're reading the Book of Acts. The sons of Skeva, they roll up on a demon and they, they see the apostles casting out mm-hmm. demons, and they're like, "Well, shoot, we gonna do that too, right? Hey, demon, why not get out in the name of Paul's God Jesus? Mm-hmm. And the demon was like, "I know Paul, or I know Jesus, and I've heard of Paul. But who are you? Who are you? Like, yeah. I'm gonna didn't put he send them away naked? You, didn't they beat all seven <laughs> of them, left them in their drawers like? They- <laughs> beat them, beat, beat the clothes off, beat him. the brakes off these boards. <laughs> and so like when you try to utilize the word of God as a mechanism for your own personal gain, yeah, that's what, that's what happens. Cause you're not yeah. walking in the authority of God at that point. Mm-hmm. You're walking in your own authority, which Satan doesn't respect. Like you will get beat up out here. Like mm. Satan will devour you and put tips on you <laughs> on these, in these streets. In these streets. Satan's yes. about that life. And yeah. so we, we can't walk out here in our own authority and attempt to, utilize the the gospel of Jesus Christ as a mechanism to get financial gain.
0: Yeah. And I want to say just as kind of not really a caveat, but just kind of like turn a little bit on this path. I think that the prosperity gospel has become so attractive in particular to the African-American community in America, oppressed people Um, in general, oppressed people in general. But, um, I, I see it a lot in African-American culture because, and 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 it makes sense to me Mm -hmm. because we have in this nation experienced so much oppression and we are still under financial oppression. There's still so many things that are not available to us simply because of, um, generational corruption Mm -hmm. in these systems, redlining, all these things. Mm -hmm. And so I think it becomes more attractive that, hey, hey, you're in poverty, but you know what? Um, God wants you not to be. Yeah. God doesn't want that for you. And there's this understanding of, well, the white man's gospel mm-hmm. tells me that I have to, but, but the, the true gospel wants me to have this, that, and the other. And yeah. I think it, I see where there is a need to preach freedom from oppression. Yes. I see the great need for that in the world. Yeah. Freedom from poverty, freedom from hunger. Jesus came. He fed people. That's right. He he met physical needs. So I see the value in pointing to that in the scriptures. But the hard part is with the prosperity gospel, we just we veer off. It's just one degree off. That's all it takes, and we end up in this whole other land of this. This is this is not it. There's something here that's off.
1: That's right. And I think the what you're talking about with especially um, black people in the United States, the gospel, sorry, the scripture and the message of Jesus was distorted in such a way to enslave yes. and to encourage enslavement, yes. enslavement mm-hmm. to encourage segregation to encourage a superiority of a people group mm-hmm. white superiority mm-hmm. um, and even if you look at the the knights of the kkk yep um, they all have crosses on their stuff mm-hmm. right so like even still the gospel of jesus christ is being hijacked mm-hmm. by by sinister people who are using it to distort and to oppress yeah and so what happens though anytime you highlight one end of a spectrum, the other end of the spectrum is automatically highlighted, mm-hmm. right? Because if it's not yes, it has to be no. And so these two things, when you highlight oppression and twisting the the gospel in order to to force uh racism, mm-hmm. then it, it's so much easier for someone to twist the gospel the opposite yep. and say, No, we're supposed to have this mm-hmm. because Jesus said. And the truth is the gospel's like over here saying like listen, both of you are wrong in some fashion. Yeah. One side way more, but both of you are wrong in some fashion. Yes. And the the truth of Jesus is yes, there is supposed to be freedom in Christ. And if you look at the book of acts, the way, um, poverty was was uh, eradicated among the believers mm-hmm. was through the believers serving each come other on. not through some miraculous like god dumping money on people come on you know i mean it was through the church community through the body of believers mm-hmm. serving each other mm-hmm. and that's how nobody had a need among them that's how yeah. everyone was fed that's yeah. how they started orphanages and fed widows It wasn't because god was just like you know what i want my people to be blessed so Go ahead take that money. Come on. Go, I'm just going to put that in your bank account. Yeah.
0: Well, and also like I think some of the first people to believe the prosperity gospel were Anais and uh Ananias and Sapphira.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and if you don't know the story of Ananias and Sapphira, they both ended up dead because they D-E-D lied. Dead. They lied to the Holy Spirit, right? <laughs> yeah. They they lied about what they were doing with their money. Mm-hmm. And I really believe if you if we look at if we examine the character, issues there mm-hmm. like y'all really believe this was yours yeah you really believe you didn't have to share this among the church you, you really believed this is the god gave me this well, this and, is for me this is me and mines well and it
1: went beyond that because like in that that belief of like this is mine because peter even said like yeah that was your money you could have done what you want with sure. it. sure you didn't have to give it to the church but you wanted the ever you wanted people to look at yep. you and think yep that you were doing xyz yep. all the time you were utilizing the church body to bolster yourself up and to keep stuff for yourself. So prosperity gospel right right there, there. right there. The the roots of it. And the, the, the reason this is, has been so like present and, and in the midst of the gospel is because like Jesus did come to preach the good news to the poor. Yes. And, but the good news to the poor was not, Hey, find Jesus and then he'll get you out of poverty. The good news was (laughs) even being poor, you have access to the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. I mean, some of the most faith filled believers, um, fathers of the faith, you go back and you read the the desert fathers, right? You read mm-hmm. um, the people before the church split and got all crazy, like start to read some of these people in the first and second century, the third century who were just sold out for Jesus. They mm-hmm. had no
0: money. Yeah, they died with no money. They lived. John no, Wesley, yeah. who we get yep. our
1: our tradition from, um, was quoted as saying, if I die with money in my bank, call me a robber. Yeah, they call me a thief because God didn't call us just to be rich for riches, rich sake, riches sake, rich, wealthness, r- wealthness is, he didn't call us to be wealthy for prosperity sake. sake. Yes. He called us, he blesses us so that we can be a blessing. Yeah.
0: And it's so hard because in this day and age, especially right now, I think that finances are a thing that everybody is feeling the, the weight and the, and the oppression so. and, and health. Like yeah. we all feel it together. Mm-hmm. Um, but where the enemy creeps in and divides us is in setting up hierarchies of, um, well, you must not have enough faith because you don't have this. And, oh, look over here, they're a Christian and they have this. And obviously you're not doing something right. And so yeah. we start to create these factions. Mm-hmm. And, we, and also there's always been a desire to leave something for our children, for our children's children. Which is godly. It, it is godly to want to set things up so that your children don't have to suffer, mm-hmm. um, so that you can pass on things. But we have to also read the warnings in Scripture mm-hmm. about what can happen if we do that. Yeah. And how it doesn't matter how much money you leave for your children. They may squander it, and yeah. you that may end up putting them in poverty. And so then all that work that you did, it what is it? It is, um, it's hevel. hevel. That's right. It is nothingness. It's it's vanity. Rasping and, the wind. Yes. And so there, I think there's a balance we have to have. We have to constantly be. And as long as we are elect exiles on this planet, we're going to feel it. Yeah. We're going to feel that tug of like, oh man, like, you know, I could have so much more.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I really feel like I should have so much more. And I think there's an element of that that is godly because. Ultimately, yes, we should have the greatest. Mm-hmm. And we do have the greatest in Christ. And one day on that day, we will have full experience of that with him. But until then, yeah. we have to know how to temper that fleshly desire and to kill it within us to say, no, but for Christ, everything else I count as rubbish, or
1: dung. as he says, dung, it's like poop.
0: everything else that I could possibly have. Yeah. everything else that could open up from the skies and just pour out just financial blessings. And I'm the healthiest I got. I got, I'm fit. I'm ripped. All of that is trash compared to the glory of the gospel. of right. Jesus Christ. That's
1: right. And I think part of the way we combat this before we get to the practicality. Yeah. Part of the way that we have to combat this as believers is we have to know our word. Like you mm. have to know the, it's
0: like a theme right now. It's, it's, a, it should be a theme of <laughs> it your faith be the life. Theme of, yes.
1: Yeah. Be in your word because yeah. Like if you know the truth, then the lie doesn't matter. Nobody mm. can convince you of a lie mm-hmm. if you know the truth. Mm-hmm. And so you have to know the truth. Um, not just what certain scriptures say. You have to know the the entire um the heart of God yeah. as he shares it in scripture. Because if you find one cherry pick verse and you're like, Hey, this is what I'm gonna base my theology on, mm. um, then you're not you're not focused on the heart of God. Yeah. You're focused on what you want out of God. Yeah. And like that's not the gospel. And so mm. we we have to be aware yeah. that um there's a theme in scripture there's an an ongoing story it's mm-hmm. not a bunch of individual books i mean it is but in those individual books the holy spirit has um knit together a theme of god's heart and described our relationship to mm-hmm. him what he desires for us what yeah. he desires from mm-hmm. us and how we're supposed to live in relationship with each other yes and so if you're divorcing your desires from what scripture says then you're on the wrong path yeah and you're, I think the only yeah.
0: The only way you will know that, and I think it's so important that you said that the Holy Spirit has knit these stories together. The only way that we will know what it is that's being said and how it's being said and what it's, how we're to apply it is by having the Holy Spirit. And I, I'm going to pull right. a Nazarene car for just a moment and say if the entire sanctification of the believer is paramount to yeah. walking with Christ in holiness. If we don't have the Holy Spirit, we're not going to recognize what he's saying to us in the word. It's true. If we don't have the Holy Spirit, we're not going to know, oh, you know what? I, I'm hearing what you're saying pastor, but I, I think that's, con- that's not contextual to what the gospel says for me today. That's right. And I, I, honestly, the truth is that Jesus desires for us to walk in freedom from oppression. That mm-hmm. is a theme of the whole entire scriptures, yeah. but that oppression um, starts first with the oppression of sin. That's right. From sin,
1: from sin, excuse me, yeah. the oppression
0: from sin that every single human being knows mm-hmm. and feels and experiences. And so While we're looking out the window Mm -hmm. and while we're saying, oh man, I just want to be free from this oppression that, you know, I I don't, I shouldn't have to live paycheck to paycheck and I shouldn't, I'm a child of God and hold on. What about lust? Mm -hmm. What about greed? Come on. What about like all of the hatred and pride and arrogance that you have in your heart? Have you been freed from that? Because it won't matter how much money you have in your bank account. If you cannot get free from this.
1: That's right. And if you live the, you know, 100 plus years, but all those years are filled with quarreling and strife and anger and frustration, and you've been healthy the whole time, those are years wasted. Yes. If they're not years dedicated to loving those that God put in your life. Yes. And so um, we are going to move into practicality. Yeah. Um, So uh, practically speaking, how can, (sighs) how can I, how can... Me as an individual. Yeah. How can I remove Reverend. Reverend, right? No, let's take the Reverend. Now, how as a follower <laughs> of Jesus? How can I remove the stain of prosperity?
0: Okay, this is really simple. For the next seven days, Nick, I want you to write down
1: mm-hmm. with paper. Okay. And use my pencil.
0: Phone? Please Pick. use just real paper and pencil, like, like a normal person. Dang. Like what a year is it? Like a regular well, I don't person. Even have and paper. I need you to write it in cursive, please. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, anyway. Anyway, write, write down. Areas that you see God blessing you that are not quantifiable. Yeah, that's good. Seven days, at least one thing each day.
1: That's good. So um, this is this is a great way uh, to refocus your heart, refocus your mind on the things of the Lord, is to stop looking. Um, I love there's a quote, uh, Andy Minio says, like, don't let your food get cold looking at someone else's plate. Love it's it. an old saying. There's another one that says, like, don't let your ice cream melt while you're counting someone else's sprinkles. Like, mm. like as also you good. as you're looking around and be like, oh, if only I had. If I'm, you're missing out on what God's doing in your life. That's right. And so take the time to actually physically write down or put it in your phone somehow. Category or not category, um, catalog, catalog. That's the word I'm looking for. Thank you. See, that's why I married her. <laughs> uh, catalog the things in your life that God is doing. And I love that you said. Not quantifiable because mm-hmm. it's so easy to be like, oh, God bless me with this car. God bless me with a new job. God bless me with this money. And it's always thinking about it, physical needs. Mm-hmm. But what about the relationships in your life? Yeah. Like what about those that God has, um, those moments of joy God has given you throughout mm-hmm. the day? What about that time you were driving uh, behind somebody that was really slow and then you found out later there was a wreck mm-hmm. that you could have been in? Mm-hmm. Like what about those things? Where you're what like,
0: about oh, the time oh. where you really, really, really wanted to tell somebody about themselves? Mm. And the Holy Spirit shut your mouth real quick and said, "You ain't gonna say it." You said that with some conviction, like God has said that. I know that I've experienced that (laughs) blessing of God in my life. But what about the time where you had the opportunity? You had—I mean, nobody was around. Mm -hmm. You had your computer. Mm -hmm. You knew where you could go real. Just you—you knew you could look it up real quick, and nobody would know. And the Holy Spirit said, "Not today. I have not saved you, and I'm not sanctifying you for that. Get it out your mind." Those are moments of blessing that we have to pause yes. and praise God for.
1: Yeah. There was one more I thought of, and then I just forgot it. All right. That's okay. God is good. God. Does that help? <laughs> that wasn't it. But that's okay. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, Y'all, there are, uh, we're going to actually engage in this practice with our inner circle Mm -hmm. um which if you don't know about our inner circle it is the group of folks who just do life with us and that we share a lot more in depth um and if you want to join or know more about the inner circle you can go to www.patreon.com slash Smith podcast and you can find out what it means to be a part of our inner circle yeah it's just two dollars a month is like the the base it goes
0: all the way up to triple digits we do have some folks who contribute monthly um at that level and who are pouring into the resources excuse me pouring in resources to us it enables us to do what we do each week it enables us to have a studio that is very well um, equipped Mm -hmm. and a sound man and an engineer
1: (laughs) who is very well well equipped you know i do what i can um but (laughs) we're going to go into this with our inner circle this week we're going to do the the seven days where we're going to um Go into where where God has blessed us. And so if you want to join us, if you want to get involved, please check us out and uh, find out how you can be a part of our inner circle. Yes,
0: this has been the Nick Smith podcast. We hope you've gotten a dose of real
1: life. No myth. Be Be blessed. blessed.